0: You're listening to St. Pius X Catholic Church in Lafayette, Louisiana. Thank you for joining us. I want to kind of begin with a little personal story, uh, but it will will tie back around. Stick with me. Whenever I first joined seminary to study to be a priest, I had really two very big insecurities about myself. Uh, the first was that um, I kind of looked around and everyone was much smarter than me, in a real way. Uh, growing up, I didn't go to Catholic school. And uh, while we taught the faith at the house, you know, Catholic school does give you an upper hand. Um, and so when I went to seminary, I was really, though, one of the very few that... Wasn't homeschooled or went to Catholic school. In fact, when I went to seminary, I saw all these, all these priests, all these seminarians, and, uh, my whole life, I only knew two priests. It was the two pastors that I had growing up. And so I would get to the classroom, and, uh, everyone was pretty much on the same page. Uh, you're now in a, essentially a graduate level course for theology, and, um, the questions I had to ask were more or less embarrassing because I just didn't know. I was asking extraordinarily simple things and I was, I was just behind. Right? And that caused a deep insecurity about myself. And one day I just kind of, pretty soon on, I just kind of looked in the mirror and I said, say bro, uh, you, gotta, you gotta learn the faith and you're behind. And it's obvious. And so I made a kind of a commitment that uh, after all my work was done, all my homework, it was a lot. Uh, whenever all my homework was done, I would commit to at least one hour of intense study of the faith. Now, at the beginning, this was very sporadic in regards to what it looked like. I literally just grabbed the books. I didn't know who the authors were, I didn't know the public, I didn't know nothing about it. I just started reading. You gotta start somewhere. And I knew it would take time. In fact, my first uh, two years of seminary, I was put on academic probation. Uh, But I kept with it, and I told my teachers, look, I'm I'm a struggle, but I can promise you I'm gonna be the hardest worker. And eventually, it bore fruit. Uh, Where I started is definitely not where I ended in regards to my academics. It's a, it's a beautiful example of St. Paul says, in my weakness, Christ makes me strong. Because I stayed with it, Christ lifted up the lowly. Very often, I'm at people's houses, or I'm at a social, or people just kind of make a passing remark, and they'll say, uh oh, Father, look, my kids, they know a whole lot. They went to Catholic they know way more than me about the faith. No, no, CCD, we didn't learn none of that. We just kind of, I don't know, drew pictures or whatever. In a legitimate way, I understand. Uh, you, you, life goes on, and you got, you, you're not charged with reading the fathers, doctors, at the church and all that stuff. I am, but not you. Um, and so you got to Do what you can, but in a very real way. I want to tell these people, Shia, you're in like your 40s, your 50s. Confirmation was when you were 14. Did you expect that you were going to learn everything when you were 13, 14 years old, when you couldn't even pay attention for 10 minutes at a time? On some level, we have to learn about the faith. Like uh, all this stuff on YouTube, on Google, on podcasts, and all that stuff, you know, nothing? Well, and so that's why Father Brady, myself, we've kind of worked pretty diligently about that. They uh, we, we started a podcast here for the for the parish. Uh, they worked on putting new material out in the back of the church. Uh, uh, we need to get some more, actually. Um, and, and other things, we work on our homilies, our small groups, our talks, um, well, again, and uh, during Lent, we'll be offering what's called like a four-part series on the faith. It will be for college on up because it will be essentially a 30-minute, 45-minute talk and then Q&A for whoever after. The idea that was had was like, okay, people have us over for dinner all the time. They ask us questions, kind of like, let's see if we can stump the priest, uh, and it's, it's good. I'm, I'm glad they do that but as I want, we wanted a fireside chat with Father uh, that we present on some aspect of the faith, and then you can come and go as you'd like. It'll be, every, it'll be the first four Tuesdays of Lent, from 6 to 7 p.m. The first three talks will be more informational, uh, things regarding theology and teachings of the church, uh, basic stuff, but we'll make it to where it's challenging, too, and then the last one would be more of a devotional kind of a fruit of prayer because we'll be so close to uh, to Good Friday. We'll reflect on the seven sorrows of our Blessed Mother. And so if you can't come, you come, right? Because we need to learn about the faith in the, in the ways that we can. Because when I learn about the faith, I increase in love. I can't love something I don't know. Just can't do that. The more you know, the more you fall in love. In fact, that that's what Christ in our gospel kind of fulfills. Uh, Christ fulfills the Old Testament law. This is a symbol of a boy becoming a man, or a seed finally becoming a flower. Christ didn't destroy the law. He came to fulfill it and bring it to a higher level. People can read the Old Testament and see all these laws, and they're like, ooh. Thank the Lord, we don't have to do that no more. I don't know who can do that. Well, to tell you the God honest truth, God calls us to much more than that law. That law was supposed to facilitate a change of heart. And that's what Christ is talking about. He says, uh, not only should you not kill, but you shouldn't even have hate in your heart. Who can do that? Well, in the divine life at baptism, I'm baptized into the life of Christ, and Christ can truly live within me. That's why St. Paul is able to say, it's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives within me. That the more I foster this divine life, the clearer Christ becomes within the person. Now, think of uh, stained glass windows. Our beautiful stained glass windows, uh, when it's clear, you can see it. But sin, I throw mud on it. A venial sin, I kind of sprinkle mud on it. Mortal sin, I cover it in mud. I'm not mortal. I'm dead. And so, whenever I'm covered in sin, that I'm I'm not really who I am. But when I commit sin, I need to resolve that, and that's the sacraments. That's the divine life. That's the grace that makes me able to truly be Christ-like. A Christian, Christ-like, and so like if, if you have a heart attack, uh, you need to go to the ER, huh? You go immediately. You don't, uh, you don't go to Dairy Queen first, huh? Or no, you got, you got to get to the hospital. In the same way, if I commit a mortal sin, I need to go to the Catholic ER. I go to the Eucharist and reconciliation. I go to confession first. I remove that mud from my window. And then I receive the Eucharist, the bread of life that gives me strength to continue the fight. And then whenever, as I move into the divine life, I keep living this out, I keep trying, I don't give up, Christ shines more brightly through me, that my stained glass window is more easily seen, that I can become finally what I already am, a true child of God. That these laws of the Old Testament was to help facilitate a love of God and neighbor. And it's hard to teach that. Parents, how do you teach your kids that they should uh, love doing chores at, around the house? Not because you tell them, but because they actually love that household and they want to participate in upbuilding it. It's hard to teach that to kids. You have to kind of show it by example. And then hope that they, too, foster the Christ in them and become holy. To where whenever they stay in the house, they actually love that house and love the people within it. And they want to serve it as Christ served us. And we move in this by our knowledge. The more I know about the one who loves me, the more I love the one who loves me. Christ, uh, he came to fulfill the law. But in a radical way, he came to give us something much weightier than the law, the spirit of the law. And through this divine life, this uh, participation in the sacraments and learning about the faith, I can truly not only love that law, but much more importantly, We come to know and love the one who gave us the law.